Uh, I'm going to jump ahead, actually. Let's do that. Um, league pass teams. I'm going to say league pass teams because I, I brought up the Magic just now. I'm going to say I'm going to just give mine real quick. The Magic are definitely one of my league pass teams. Uh, I, you know, I love Mo Bamba. Paolo, I, every time I see him, I, I I think like when I saw him in college, he looked big, like he looked huge, like he looked like a a, a definite power forward. But I'm watching him on the Magic; he looks like he could play the three pretty well. He looks athletic. He looks like he can handle the ball. He's mobile. Like I'm excited to see what they do. Franz is taking a step. That's that's exciting. Uh, I think they're going to accidentally be better than they're supposed to be. Um, Hope not. But I don't think they need Wemby anyway. So <laughs> don't think Maybe school. nobody needs to see like seven, like five, seven footers on the court. <laughs> Let's run on the point guard. Like, exactly. Like they're going to put Franz at point and like it's going to be nothing but. Wait, six, isn't Jalen Suggs like six, seven, six, 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 seven? Did he grow? He might be six, six. I think he's six, six. Yeah. So like. So, yeah, I mean. You have a six-six point guard and have the rest of the team be sand footers. They're sizey over there. Let's let's say that. Um, the the other two the other two teams I had on my list are uh, the Cavaliers and the Timberwolves. And you know I said it like the the teams that are doing it differently, the teams that are going with the two big lineups. That excites me because I, I couldn't stand this era of everybody trying to be the Golden State Tim, Golden State Timberwolves, Golden State Warriors. Because nobody, you don't have Steph. Nobody yeah. else is going to be that. And you don't have Draymond. <laughs> you don't have Steph. You don't have Draymond. Like, those are two very difficult to replicate, replicate things. And when you're trying to be those guys, you're going to fail. Like, that's why they've continued to be successful. So the teams that are trying to do it a little differently, going with the two bigs, uh, I'm excited about seeing how those teams come together and, and, and how the season moves. So they'll definitely be on my league pass watch. Two East teams because – uh, those games start earlier, so I get to watch them before the Mavs come on, and then the Wolves. You know, I gotta follow my boy Gobert, so uh, I'm 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 ready, man. Uh, Reese, what are your league pass teams? Uh, the Magic are one of my league pass teams. Obviously, everything that you said, they're a nice young team. I'm a Paolo fan, being a Duke fan. I'm excited to see what he's going to do in the league. Uh, I think he's the most NBA ready prospect in the draft. Um. I'm a fan of Cole Anthony. I really want to see Jalen Suggs mm. take a step because I think he has so much potential. And obviously with the guard rotation and the magic, we really didn't get to see a lot of it last year. He didn't play that great, obviously, but uh, I think there's a future for him. Um, Dinwiddie doesn't push him before he takes that step next time. What you, what you said? But hopefully Dinwiddie doesn't push him before he takes that step next time. Wait, what do you wait? Did I'm, what is that a reference to? Didn't he injure him in the preseason game? Did he? That was Suggs that he injured, right? Am I tripping? Did, did maybe never y'all didn't watch it. I'm pretty sure Suggs, like Suggs was coming uh around the corner and he went to take a step to set a screen and then when he pushed him. Oh. That's how his like leg buckled or whatever. He's oh. not hurt, like oh, he's not that. like injured for the yeah. season, nothing like that, but it looked bad at the time and like initially, I didn't notice Dinwiddie would push him, but Dinwiddie pushed him as he took the step, which made him plant really weirdly in his like leg hyperextended. Um, and that's why he didn't, we didn't get to see him much in that preseason game. But yeah, sorry, but that was a bad joke for anybody that didn't, <laughs> I didn't see that. I had, I had five teams, but I said I want to bring it down to three. Okay. So I purposefully, 
took the Timberwolves off because I said, I know Bibbs is going to have the Timberwolves. Pretty <laughs> go bears on the Timberwolves. And the other team I took off was the Cleveland Cavaliers because oh, wow. I was like, all right, that was kind of one last year. I don't want to do a repeat. Okay. So my second one is the Sacramento Kings. Ooh. Uh, I like to see if I'm a big fan of DeMontis Sabonis. I know how some people feel about DeMontis Sabonis. I'm a big fan of DeMontis Sabonis, one of my favorite players in the league. I don't, I don't think I knew that. Yeah, big fan of DeMontis Sabonis. Um, I'm excited to see what this young team can do with a full season of Sabonis and Fox together because while I'm a fan of Sabonis, I'm not a fan of that pairing. I wasn't a fan of it when the trade happened. Uh, Keegan Murray is in a rookie prospect to look out for as well. Uh, they added Dante DiVincenzo. Uh, they got some nice talent. I think they got a chance to uh, fight for a play-in spot. And my third yes, team... I think uh, Dante went to the Warriors. Oh, wait, he did. They had Dante Her- Kevin Herter. Kevin Herter is who you think of. Kevin, Kevin Herter. Herter. Yeah, Kevin Herter's over there. Um, one of those gingers. Um, <laughs> Red Wellbrook. <laughs> <laughs> and my third team is the New Orleans Pelicans. Ooh. I'm not as high on this team as some people in the media are, but I am high on this team. I think this is borderline street playoffs, not playing team. Like the talent on this team. Now, granted, I have questions about CJ McCullum playing point guard. I think if they had an actual point guard, that would be much better. But uh, CJ McCullum, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, Herb Jones, Jonas Valanciunas, Trey Murphy, uh, was Grand Theft Alvarado? <laughs> you know, they got some nice talent on his team, and I think Willie uh, Willie Green is building a nice culture over there. And also, I'm a Saints fan when it comes to the NFL. Obviously, I have a lot of people from New Orleans and Louisiana on my Twitter. I'm gonna see the timeline talk about the Pelicans anyway. Might as well turn into some games. So, those are my three league pass teams. Okay, I'm gonna take. Yeah, um, the teams I watch the most, excluding Mavs, I'm guessing, although, like, you guys just mentioned a bunch of teams that are going to be, I mean, it's really going to be an interesting season. A lot of interesting teams, like, you talked about uh, uh, Orlando Magic, they're an extremely intriguing team, and for all the reasons you already talked about, and on top of that, they have a guy named Admiral Schofield on the team as well, so mm-hmm. <laughs> it makes it an even better team. And yeah, it, it's a really intriguing team. But if I just if I had to whittle it down to like three teams I watch the most, excluding the Mavs, I think Grizzlies and Pelicans have to be among them. It's really hard just to name three, but. Uh, <laughs> I mean, probably Nuggets, again, excluding Mavs, those might be the three teams I watch the most. I mean, Ja, Zion, uh, Jokic, just those three are great reasons Mm -hmm. to watch those teams. But the whole rosters and the way they assemble their teams, those might be the three teams I watch the most. Although, on the other hand, I just might end up watching a lot of Brooklyn, like a lot of the Nets, <laughs> too, just because they'll have a lot of early games. And when I'll sort of count how many games I watched of each team, I was thinking when, you know, you mentioned we'll be doing the league pass rankings. 
and when I'll count how many games I actually watched of a team, <laughs> Nets might be pretty high at the end of the season. So I'm gonna ask you. Yeah. How much is League Pass in, in, in Slovenia? Like uh just got a, a pre- League Pass premium which you can watch from multiple IPs, um uh multiple devices, and it was uh, 140 euros, I think. 139.99, yeah, 140. What's the conversion rate right now? Uh, the regular version mm-hmm. is 110, uh, 110 euros. So that's like yearly, right? Yearly, yeah, yeah. For I the want to say that's, that's pretty close to the, the American. I price. pay mine yeah, monthly. Not, I probably should do yearly, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard it, it's extremely expensive in Australia, like, I don't know, 300 Australian dollars or something like that, some crazy number. It, it depends on the market. They definitely switch those prices. Somebody on... down there really likes to see Josh Green play, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm about like switching prices. It blows my mind how much you guys pay for League Pass. It's like so <laughs> cheap here. They actually hiked the price this year. It used to be a thousand INR, uh, Indian rupee, which I mean, I guess is 10 bucks for the, like a little 15 bucks for the year. Damn. Uh, but now it's 1500 INR, which would be just under $20. Just under $20 for the year. The whole year. And yeah, and it's, it'd be roughly $4 for a month because it's 300 rupees here. $4 with the current conversion rate is 320 rupees. So, what yeah. The- <laughs> They, the league you know, but like, able to see it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, it's where funny you want... see league pass squads. Yeah, yeah okay. I mean, basically, I think NBA looks at where they want to, to increase the subscriber numbers tremendously. They lower the price a lot. They do that, I think, actually with their broadcast as well. In the countries where NBA isn't broadcast, they actually offer, uh, offer the games for free. Uh, uh, just to popularize the sport. At least I know they were doing that uh, in the times of Stern, uh, previous commissioner, who did a lot for the popularity of basketball all over the world. And he certainly is one of the people that should be, uh, you know, mentioned in the annals of history of basketball. (laughs) Uh, Games... Games in India are like only broadcast live on weekends. So what Mate says then makes sense because if for someone like me who's like, I want to watch every game every day, for me, a thing like League Pass is like, you can't be a fan without it unless you want to go to yeah. go to those suspicious websites and get streams. <laughs> but like League Pass, it's, it's too easy. Like for you guys, League Pass teams is a thing for me. I understood the assignment. My team's... I know what you mean by League Pass teams, but for me, every team I watch is on League Pass because I'm not watching the live broadcast in India. So. But which which teams are your your which teams are going to be your top yeah. favorites to watch? So I, I did not want to write down the Cavs, Wolves, or Pels because they'll be good teams, and I think good teams in you should just watch them. Yeah. So my my player my uh, League Pass teams were two teams we've already talked about: Sacramento Kings and Orlando Magic. I think Kings are my one, Magic are my two. Uh, my three, again, it's a good team. I think they'll be a top six seed in the East. It's the Toronto Raptors. I think like what's happening there is just as interesting to me. And um, I, I have a bet on a player who I think is going to have a breakout here. 
He's on the Raptors. It's Dorano Banton. And I, I actually am super invested in seeing how the Raptors actually parlay their un, like surprising success from last year into this season. It's relatively a similar roster. I think everybody in the league can tell that they have a lot of room to make moves. So I'm really excited to see how that forward heaven um, Raptors go. Because Clippers we know will be good. So I don't want to say Clippers. So, like, a similar, like, the Eastern Conference Clippers, you could say, I guess. Not exactly the same talent, but in the way they've set the team up. And I'm really interested in seeing how the Houston Rockets do. I really am hot on Alperin Sengun. I think he's going to have a great year for them. Uh, I think if Usman Garuba gets minutes, I want to watch that, how that works out. And, yeah, Jill Green is, I think, going to be, like, one of those players that you're not going to have a bad time watching for sure. Uh, not too sold on Jabari Smith Jr., but everything else in Houston, it's a, it's a very fun, young team. Of course, former Mav coach. Same with the Magic. You have uh, both like former like people, Luka Doncic, freaking loved. And now the coaches of some of the most exciting rebuilding teams in the league. So it's going to be fun. I'm glad you brought those teams up. I... <clears throat> I worry. I, I hope that both Mosley and Silas get the chance to see these projects when these guys become, you know, not even veterans necessarily, but once they hit those second contracts and they're in the the list of potential All Star type guys that people are taking seriously around the league. Like, I hope they don't get rid of them and get yeah. a coach. Um, we hope they don't get Mark Jackson. Yeah, like that's I don't I hate I hate when that happens to people because you know Mark Mark Jackson still hurt over that uh, despite whatever was happening behind the scenes like Mark Jackson's like man look I, I was there in the beginning I was there before the before the takeoff and, and I hope they don't do that to JB Bickerstaff because he's that, done a great job in Cleveland. Yeah, I can't. I I think he might be safe, but we'll. I mean, you never know with this league. So With Dan Gilbert also. <laughs> you never know with this league. So, uh, what else did I want to get to? Uh, let's let's see. I'm skipping a couple things. All right, let's get to. I'm gonna ask this now, and you can maybe save it for the end if you think yours is just that fire or that hot of a take. What is what is one of your bold predictions that you're willing to make right now for the season? It can be Mav related or not. We'll start with you, Reese. I will last. You're going to wait. All right. Uh, Mate? Bold predictions. Uh, huh. um, you could save it if you want and think about it. While yeah. We- I, give me a few seconds. Let me think about it. Okay. Like, how bold do I want to go? <laughs> <laughs> Ishan, what you got? Uh, bold is. Uh, wow. Yeah. Bold prediction, Mav related. With everything that's happened, with how the Western Conference looks, with all the issues we find out in the lineups and all the good things that we know exist in the lineup, I, a part of me very strongly believes that we might have another Western Conference Finals run in us. I know it's bold. It's bold. Like that's, I, 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 I'm coming to answer the assignment. I think it's bold. I don't know if saying that I think both the Wolves and the Pelicans will both be top five seeds. I don't know if that's bold because we can see why those teams are good. But I think the Mavs might have like a 
another sin. I just think Luca is just such a playoff player, and the team, the way it's built, it's it's very like in tune with playoff basketball. So I'm just like, even if we struggle in the regular season, I just hope that we get used to Luca just doing insane like LeBron James level stuff. We saw him drag teams to the finals every year. Why can't Luka Doncic, you know, do that? So. At least Western Conference Finals, I think, is a safe enough ball take. I'm not safe mad at it. Take. I'm not mad at it. It, it. it all comes down to matchups in the playoffs. Like, whatever side Always, you yeah. end up with can determine how far you're able to go. Uh, Risa, Matei, either one of you ready to, to drop a <laughs> bomb on us? or? I mean, if it's Mavs-related, then... Yeah, I mean, the bold prediction would be Mavs going to the finals. I mean, I don't know if it's bold or silly. I'm, I'm <laughs> not as optimistic, uh, at least as you guys were, I think, about the Mavs. I think we'll have topic of successful. How do we define a successful season? I mean, I would see it as an extremely successful season if Mavs made it to the a conference finals again. Uh, that would be definitely uh, bold and successful at the same time. Uh, even bolder if I say they go to the finals. If it's strictly Mavs related, maybe uh, Mavs making it to the finals, Luca winning MVP, uh, Wood winning sixth man of the year, uh, and uh, Green winning most improved player. <laughs> That's as bold as it goes. <laughs> <laughs> That kind of leads me to my bold prediction. I was going to say Josh Green averaging over 10 points a game. Um, it's funny because, like, when I look at his numbers from last year, his shot, I was going to put, like, a, a shooting numbers prediction on him. But I looked, and his shooting numbers were respectable. Like, he was 50% from the field, 36% from three. I was like, oh, I can't. Like, saying he's going to be 38% from three doesn't feel bold enough. So I'm going to go to him doubling his scoring output. Um, and getting getting over that 10 point per game threshold, even if he's not starting, I think he's going to be a rotational guy no matter what 15 20 minutes a game, most likely minimum. Uh, so yeah, I'm going with, with Josh being a 10 point a game guy you could depend on. Uh, my bold prediction, uh, I think Dorian Finney Smith makes all defensive team at the end of this season. Um, I think he had a lot of consideration from people. Uh, last year, but I think he didn't make it mainly because people didn't start really noticing until that second half of the season. I think going into this season, eyes are going to be on not only this team, but him as a defender from the jump. And I think at that point, he'll start to get a lot of respect from the media and the voters. And as long as he can stay consistent with the defense, the team can stay consistent with the defense. He remains to be impactful on defense like he is. I don't, whether it be first or second, uh, I'm leaning more towards second. Uh, but regardless, I think Dorian Finney-Smith can make a um, can make an all-defensive team at the end of this season. And to be honest, I might put some money on it, you know. Uh, and if you want to put some money on it, and if you want to put money on any of these bold predictions, you can do that at DraftKings Sportsbook which is an official sports betting partner of the NBA because basketball is back. Basketball is back. Not only can you bet money on things like, oh, I got Luka Doncic to win MVP. Uh, I think 
Rudy Gobert is going to win defensive player of the year, which is a bet that I think Bibbs has probably put in for the past six years. But also, new customers can make any $5 bet on an NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. That means if I bet money on the Dallas Mavericks to beat any team and the Dallas Mavericks win, if I bet $5 on the Mavericks and the Mavericks win, I get $200 in free bets to spend on whatever bet I see fit. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a stepped-up same-game parlay today with payouts bigger than ever. DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on NBA. As far as opening season, you got the Philadelphia 76ers at the Boston Celtics. You got the Los Angeles Lakers at the Golden State Warriors ring night, the ring ceremony. Personally, I think the Lakers aren't that deep. I got the Warriors beating those dudes out the gym. Whatever the spread is, I'll probably take the over on it. Whatever the odds is, I'll probably just take the Golden State money line. Probably have Steph Curry putting up 30 points over 30 points, might take an alternate spread on it, might take an alternate points thing on it, okay? Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. See why you wanted to go last. Yeah. All right. I'm not mad at the transition. You almost screwed me up because you, you skipped over both mm-hmm. predictions in order. And I was like, dang, I got to find another place to put it now. When you <laughs> came back to it, I said, we in action. Baby. <laughs> no, I definitely had to make sure I got that one in. Um, not to dampen the mood, but I did just get this alert as well. I don't know if you guys saw yeah. it. Apparently, Dikembe Mutombo is undergoing treatment for a brain tumor. Oh, wow. Um, I don't oh. think we've seen him for a while. And that might be that might be why but that's that's tough. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. Um, I see that. I see it now. Yeah, it just came through. Um, I just saw Woj and Watch Chris, Chris B. Haynes and Shams like all pop up at the same time. So yeah, Shams, Chris Haynes, Mark Stein, Adrian Wojnarowski uh, retweeted the NBA yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I get the alerts for the NBA communications. So like when I got like a bunch of notifications at once, I was like, what is this happening? Um, but definitely prayers up for, for Dikembe. I think he's pretty beloved globally. Um, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully the treatment goes well. Uh, definitely globally. Yeah. One of those global basketball figures that's known all over the world and brings a smile whenever, you know, whenever he comes, wherever he comes. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, yeah, and I, I've seen a lot of good outcomes for, for brain tumors recently, so I, I'm not doom and gloom about it, but it is. That's that's tough. That's tough either way. Um, let's see. Uh, don't want to make it a terrible transition, <laughs> but uh, w- w- the show must go on, if you will. So I, I've skipped over a couple things, and before we – the next thing I wanted to go to was the All-Stars, but if there's something I skipped over that you want me to go back to, Speak now or forever hold your peace. I think we're, think we're holding our peace. Uh, by, the, 
by the way, the Darjeeling, uh, as I've gone on, I'm almost done now. Uh, it's, 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 I'm, I'm okay. I'm working with it. I'm, I'm, I think it's okay. I think we're good. It's smoothing up to you. Okay. Yeah, it takes a while. Yeah, it takes a while. <laughs> um, let's do it. So I don't want to go through us listing 12 all-stars for the East and West each. So we, we have some guys that are probably locks. And stop me if you disagree. I'm going to go through the locks. And then um, if you have a bold all-star prediction or expectation, that's, that's where we can have a little bit of conversation. So starting with the locks, I think Embiid is a pretty safe, safe guy. I think we're we're all in agreement. Obviously, when you're saying this, this is like not including injury. Obviously, like yeah, yeah, yeah. If these guys are healthy. Yeah, not not barring injury, of course, where that things can start to get interesting after injuries. But if everything goes as planned, these these are the guys that should be standing. So Embiid, I think, like I said, is pretty safe. Giannis is pretty safe in the East. Uh, Tatum, pretty safe, I would assume. Um, KD, pretty safe. Can we say Trey Young is safe? Yeah. All right. Uh, now we're we're getting a little bit more interesting, potentially, depending on how y'all feel. Jimmy Butler? Uh, I would put him as a pretty safe pick yeah. for next season. Heat are going to be good enough. He doesn't really feel the stat sheet like some other guys do, but his advanced numbers are off the chart usually, so... I think he's going to make it. And usually uh, voters, at least media and uh, people like that, acknowledge his value in the past couple of seasons, few seasons, definitely. Exactly. Ishan, were you disagreeing or were you agreeing? No, I was agreeing. I think the Jimmy Butler is underrated thing that was very strong for a few years. And ever since that heat run, I think that credit, especially when it comes to all-star people, I think he was mad last year because the players never vote him. They have those three ballots, fans, media and players. I think the players always like like snub him out of the starter spot. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think the media just has gone to a point with Jimmy Butler that they're going to vote him in. Like, just out of respect like, I, for I, what he does for that heat. I can see that. Um, all right. We're still, in the, we're still in the shaky territory. These are guys that I had listed. But I'm not sure if they're going to be, if everybody's going to have them. I have Pascal Siakam. All NBA third team coming off all NBA third team. So I think it might be tough. Borderline lock. I'd say, yeah. Borderline lock. Yeah, borderline. Not worth having a big debate about. (laughs) Um, Let's see. James Harden. Yes. Yeah. Before Siakam. Okay. So you have Harden. Yeah. Okay. all right, now we're really getting into the nitty gritty. Don't go too deep now. <laughs> no, it's not too deep. Donovan Mitchell. Yes. Lock? Uh, not a like lock. Borderline lock. Not a lock. Close, yeah. like, like in the Pascal Siakam range. Like, okay. Yeah. But nobody's like completely like no way about Donovan. No. Okay. Do you have anybody else from the Cavaliers in your uh, in this category of had to make, I had to make some tough cuts. Um, and the Cavaliers guys were victims there. Do you have a different Cavalier above Mitchell? I mean, hard to put anybody over Mitchell. Oh, yeah, you know, nah, nah. Okay. I'm not going to go out on. Wait, I, I would say Darius Garland. Garland. 
Ishan, what was yours? Yeah, my my thing is I think the East guard depth, especially with the All Star thing, has been an issue in the last few years. But this year they just got two Western Conference All Star guards there. So I think there, yeah, I, I like Reese. I think I would Reese. I would lean towards Darius over Donovan for All Star. But I think if the Cavs want, like, it's possible because. Usually, when you look at forwards and front court players, it gets a little closer. We saw Jared Allen be an All Star last year, which is why I think like Evan Mobley is in with a shout, not a lock. I think he's definitely there with a shout. I think people are anticipating big things from him. If the Cavs are a top three seed in the East, if they're like firing on all cylinders, I think I think Mobley will be in consideration. And that's where I think I ran into the issues with the Cavs is because they're gonna they're gonna have potentially four guys splitting votes in my opinion. Yeah, and Mitchell and Garland are gonna have the ball much more, and both are gonna be aiming at that All Star probably. I would go for Mobley as well, maybe in some other awards category even more so. Uh, but I I just don't think he's gonna have the ball enough, get enough shots up. Uh, with uh, the backcourt he'll have. Okay. I mean, two blocks and a steal and a half. <laughs> that's a, I think that's what he should aim at. All right. I think we're still in the, the fun range. The next one I have is Jalen Brown. And that's, I think, contingent upon how well the Celtics are playing at that point. He's not a lock. Not a lock. No, nobody. I don't think he's a lock either, but I did have him in my 12. I wouldn't. I mean, I get it, but I I wonder who are the other guys you have in your 12. uh, Because based on that, I could also say whether I mean, it's not a lock. I I agree with you. Any of you have Jalen in your 12? Probably not. No, okay. Uh, Fair enough. DeRozan. Not a lot. Do any of you have him in your in your all star list? I'd put I, think, I, I didn't have him on my list. I'd put Levine above DeRozan. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that would be my. I mean, idea. I don't have an. Hold up. You have a bull, Reese. Huh? You have a Bulls player. I don't have an all star list. I have the surprise. Okay. Okay. All-star Same. List. Um, I don't have, you said ignore the easy call, so I just I okay, didn't. Okay. Even yeah, I had to write the whole list out before I could decide who was going to be my surprise pick. So let's get straight to the surprise pick then. Um, I'm not going to go first. Are we just doing by conference? Or are we We're doing Easter conference, right now. Easter conference right now? Okay. Surprise all star Ishan Go. In the East. Uh, this, this is going to be in, uh, in the East. I. I guess I, I didn't on Mobley, so I've already talked about it. And in the West, I I think this is going to be super unpopular. Hey, I, hey, we can talk about the West right now. If you, if you are if Mobley was your East, then we'll wait for your Mobley's West. Mobley is my East. Okay. Yeah. All right, Mate, what you got? I, I put JB Jalen Bronson as my uh, uh, All Star in the East, uh, the first time All Star. Possibly, I don't know if he count as a surprise All Star. Yeah, uh, in the West, should I say the West as well? I I sort of went with the premise of the first time uh, new 
uh, all-star. Does it mean it's a surprise as well? Not sure, but should I say the Western as well? Or? No, just, oh, yeah. just the East okay. right now. Uh, so I didn't want to be the first one to say it, but Jalen Brunson was my, my guy as well. Uh, yeah. He looked amazing in the preseason, yep. and he's got the New York media behind him. Um, yep. All he has to do is could not, not necessarily play as well as he's looked. Like I don't think he's going to average 25 a game or anything like that, but if he's doing 28 assists, he's going to have a good shot at being there. So I don't uh, think he can do eight assists. You don't think he can? I, I don't think so. But I, he can I, do I, I 22 three points, I think. I think do 22 and six, I think, yeah. Something like I that. And he, that's going to be yeah. yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Reese? Um, I actually had three East players, but I'm going to just name one. No, nah, why are we holding back? What are we doing? Oh, okay. I thought, okay, cool. All right. Uh, my first one was Tyrese Maxey hmm. with the Philadelphia 76ers. Hmm. Um. I guess I'll go into later why I have him because I don't want to spoil anything. Um, my second one, Scotty Barnes. Uh, I think he's going to take a big leap this year. And I think maybe the Raptors get two. If they do, it'll be Pascal and him. I think if they just get one, Scotty might, you know, hmm. Scotty might emerge as the guy. And my third one is very ironic. I have RJ Barrett. Okay. I think RJ Barrett is going to be the best player on that next team. I think he's going to, you know, improve a lot by having a point guard like Jalen Brunson. I don't think Jalen Brunson is a table setter, but, you know, he's better than most point guards they've had at that position since RJ Barrett has been there. So uh, I think, depending on where the Knicks fall in the standings, uh, this could be RJ Barrett's all star year. And uh, yeah, those are only three Eastern players I got. I had so when I made my list, I initially went team by team and put guys I thought could be all stars, and then started working backward from there based on how I thought the standings would shake out. Uh, RJ was on my initial list, but I put Brunson there just narrative wise. I feel like he's got a stronger push than Barrett if one of them were to get in. Uh, but I could definitely see that Barrett is a guy I expected to become a guy <laughs> at some point. Uh, just based off of his youth play with the international team in Canada. Um, I saw what he did as a, as the guy, like he can, what he can do. And um, I'm, he's looked, like you said, he's looked good in the preseason as well. And having an actual point guard on the roster finally should help. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that next team shakes out. Um, Any other thoughts on, on any of these names before we move to the West? Scotty Barnes is an interesting pick. I, I think he'll be a multiple-time All-Star in the future. Just not sure about That's this season yet. That's uh, fair. Uh, but I, I, he's almost a no-brainer multiple All-Star uh, mm-hmm. in the future based on what he's shown in his rookie season. Uh, an extremely entertaining and fun player to watch. Okay. Um, my only thing is I agree with Reese. I think RJ would be more likely to make an All-Star team over Jill. Like, I just think RJ has a greater push behind him as compared to, like, when we talk about New York media, RJ is their guy. Like, he's literally their guy. If he can have, like, a 20-plus season again, he always improves. And the Knicks are even remotely good. I think the votes will flip towards um, RJ more than towards Brunson. 
I, think I, I really liked RJ Davis uh, when you were saying you watched him play on the national team. Same here, and I really value those uh, uh, when young players, prospects get the opportunity to play on that level uh, before they are drafted. And he looked, he looked, uh, oh, uh, more experienced above his age. Played above right. his age uh, uh, at that time, and I was extremely high on him but my enthusiasm got dimmed in the first couple of seasons <laughs> a little bit but still haven't given up on him or anything i just think jb based on the hype uh, and the experience he has winning as well running the team he's gonna have the ball more than enough with the media behind him in new york uh, like 20 and 6 I think would already be enough for him to make the All-Star and that's pretty much a, I think he'll average that with his eyes closed <laughs> almost I agree, I agree on, the, on the JB point alright let's move to the West the West is the West is interesting the West I couldn't think of a, a new guy that could break through necessarily it was hard say what it was hard yeah because it's like some there are some guys who haven't made all star games, but I don't consider them a surprise. Right. Right. Um, or then there's guys that maybe didn't play all of last year that are all stars and they're back. Um, so for me, that the, those guys are Zion and Dame. I think both have a very strong I think both will probably Kawhi be in there. Kawhi, another one. So like when you have three. When you have three guys that did not play last year, really, I mean, Dane played started the season, but was gone pretty much 20 games, I think. Yeah, like that's three guys that are all NBA level talents that are suddenly thrust back in there. It's hard to imagine a new guy breaking through above uh, some of these other guys. One of my, I didn't end up putting them on my list. All the guys that I have on my list are, have been all stars for at the end of the day, like a jaw. Jokic, Luca. How much a lots? Yeah. Ja, Jokic, Luca, Steph, LeBron. Uh, I did have Kawhi. I did have Dame. I kept Booker in there. Did anybody remove Booker from anybody? Think I Booker? think Booker's in the middle of the for sure. Yeah, definitely. PG. Did anybody say PG's dropping out? I think if the Clippers are to be as good as they are and if he's healthy, I think it's hard to keep him off. I agree. Yeah, same here. That was the same decision I made. Uh, so then it comes down to, for me, the only ones that were iffy. I did have Cat making it. Yeah. And then I it came down to Wood or Gobert for that last spot. Wood or what Gobert? Wood? Christian Wood. For locks? No, not locks. This is like for that last spot, period. Like I said, like it was... Every there's so many locks that I had to try to see. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. Why wouldn't you put Christian Wood in the new surprise All Star? Because I didn't end up going with Christian Wood. I went with Gobert. Okay. If the Wolves are good and they're a top five whatever seed, there's a strong possibility they get they get two. You ain't gonna like this, but I'm taking AD over Gobert simply because we know how these people vote on All Stars. I got a lot, AD. Of, a lot of people are like, uh, I don't want to see Gobert. I want to see AD and AD plays for the Lakers and I'm gonna keep it a hundred. Gobert plays in Minnesota. 
So I got like, the Lakers being so ass that it's not gonna matter. <laughs> like they're not getting two all stars. Like fair enough. <laughs> so that's why Gobert was my last one. But all right, um, who who's your who's your guy? I think you, you would have two, right? Yeah. Um, one of them is probably a cheat, but I mean, it's CJ McCollum. Okay. CJ McCollum technically has never made an all star game. Mm-hmm. He's one of those guys who were like, man, this may be his year, and it's always like. He's behind Damian Lillard. He's in the Western Conference, which is like the God tier of guards. And still, that's the case. But I think if there's been any time for him, it's been this year where he's going to be the lead guard on a playoff team, in my opinion. Um, And ironically, my other guy is a guard as well. Um, De'Aaron Fox. I think De'Aaron Fox has a shot this year. Uh, I think, like I said, I think the Kings are going to be competitive. Kings are going to compete for a play-in spot. I'm not one of those, oh, man, you got to be a playoff team to have an all-star. Fuck out of here, man. That just started. Without it, yeah. That just started. Like, that's never been the case all the time. So if the Kings are like a 10 seed, an 11 seed, and De'Aaron Fox is playing that well, I'd give him an, uh, an all-star nod, depending on what the guard thing looks like. But Fox, Fox is one of my, my guys as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he was definitely a late cut for me, but there's just too much talent in the West. Yeah. He didn't make this it. Tough. I mean, I really couldn't come up with names outside of guards. That's why it's so tough. So, gotcha. I I thought about Anthony Edwards. Yeah, I, I, I was uh, like, I don't <laughs> consider him a surprise. I didn't, yes, I didn't personally consider him a surprise. It's like you expect that. That's like the Nets jump for him that's like if last year someone said oh my surprise all-star is john morant it's like you expect that now if somebody said anthony Edwards, i'm like i get it but me personally i'm like nah i'm gonna leave him off you think he's also i think he has a chance to be if the timberwolves are that good i think he has more of a case than rudy gobert does i only got rudy gobert there positionally yeah that makes sense that's the thing well and actually it's gonna be a shooting guard this year i believe so yeah that's tough Go ahead, Mate. Yeah, yeah, that that's the thing because I, I had Ant Man as well. I mean, I think Anthony Edwards might make it, but it's not that obvious because he's got two all stars on the team, two yeah. guys who's all who already have been all stars, and we know how the voting goes. Those guys sort of have a built in advantage in a way, uh, being an established all star players. So to be better, to make a leap that big. Uh, with the expectations and the acquisitions uh, 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 Timberwolves made, I think it would be a pretty impressive thing for him to uh, make it. But I think like Warriors might also have three All-Stars. If they're good, if they're a top two, top three team, uh, the combination of Warps and K-pop fans, Come on, guys! That just that, that just pool pool is making it as the third guy. I'm pretty sure, uh, and the it's, it's going to be either Clay Wiggins might make it again. Uh, that just a powerful combo. Warps and K-pop fans. That that's a lot of votes. Guys. Is it K-pop? <laughs> I've, never, I've heard the Warps. I'm not that's familiar. Not, the posts. That's how what? Wiggins made it last last season. He had a huge support by a couple of K-pop artists who uh, posted uh, the links to the voting. And oh wow! 
that he was like that's where begins the story. Yeah, you didn't see the sugar post like the NBA posted about sugar and like everything. Why do you think? Why do you think the Warriors were playing in Japan? Exactly, I think that's connected as well. I mean, they, they might have. They they don't have to be the best team in the West or the best team in the league to have three All Stars next season. I'm I'm telling you guys, <laughs> they'll have it if they're a top three team. If Wiggins made it as a starter last season, come on. <laughs> I'm upset. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy that Reese named CJ and Dearen because they are like the first two names I have on my <laughs> list here. And I, I, I'm going to tell you the exact scenario under which CJ makes it. No, even if he has a 24.8 assist season, I don't think he gets voted in. But I think the first guard to drop out of the injury, like how Conley made the All Star game that one year. I think just out of like what Reese said, it's like how has this guy just not been an All Star all this year? I think they CJ was last year got hurt right at the start as well when Dame got hurt, and then later in the season he got traded to New Orleans where he just like I think averaged twenty eight. Yeah, the little time he played there, I think he's a real good shot. De'Aaron, I think uh, Reese explained it. Here's where I have a genuine surprise pick. I might get laughed at. But like in a best case scenario, I think this is as surprising a pick as it gets. It's Jeremy Grant. Uh, I, I have a theory. I have a theory. I have a theory. I think it's the Blazers are the kind of team that nobody ever like thinks about. Like, like I have my list. I don't even have like you said. Just write top ten. I haven't even written the Blazers. I personally don't think it's likely. But I think with the right injury luck, and if the Blazers are playing well, I think if he can be like a genuine second star, because I guess that's what his role is. I think if he surprises, like he was putting up twenty plus on fifty eight percent in Detroit with nobody there, if he can have a similar scoring season with everything he does defensively, he hustles on the court. Lot, lot to like about his game. I think if in the best case scenario everything's working out as well for Portland as it could be, I think Jeremy Grant is going to be the X factor. And if he can play up to that level, I think he is like when you talk about surprise all stars. I think that's an all star pick that would surprise everybody. So I think know. the Blazers will have to be really good to get to. Definitely, I agree with you. I agree with you. It's like as. With name on the team, you never yeah. know. It's a possibility. And so. The same with the Pelicans and CJ. And Zion is a lock. We all agree. And to have two all-stars on the team, they got to be a tough three, four. I mean, home court advantage in the playoffs, those top four positions, definitely. And not sure You know what? They may not because the year that Zion and Brandon Ingram both made it, the Pelicans were like bottom of the play in. Yeah. So it's a possibility. Yeah, yeah. True. But I think for Jeremy Grant to get there, I think for that, because Ingram was having a crazy scoring season and Zion was having a crazy scoring season. Like you can't blame them for being coached by Stan Van Gundy. So yeah. True. Okay. I I I like it. Um this this was a, an interesting exercise. We're getting down to the nitty gritty, guys. 
Uh, we're getting down to the nitty gritties. Everybody good? Do we need to take an intermission? Like, <laughs> been on here. Yo, I just, I just want to quickly say, I need to, I do need to hop off like in a bit. It's like already eleven ten. Yo, so yeah. How much time do you yeah, have? Man. Yeah, twenty twenty five minutes, half an hour, roundabout. Yeah. What's most important to you, the play, the standings or the awards? I mean, what is more important to you guys? What do you think, Reese? I would say the awards. Awards? Yeah. Mate, what's your awards? Yeah, I'm good with whatever. Do you guys go for it? Let's, <laughs> do it. Let's do it. Season awards. So I asked for you, I think I had to ask for you to give your top three for each award. Uh, so I'll, I'll kick it off with the MVP. I think that's uh, the, the, the top award, right? Um, so <laughs> I have my three um, coming in third. I'm going to start from the bottom coming in, from in third. I have Kawhi. Uh, if the Clippers are as good as the Clippers are supposed to be, it's going to be hard to ignore Kawhi. If they're think low management getting the yeah. top two seed, if they're top two seed in the West, he got to play enough games. That's all I'm playing. Did you see his legs? I think he <laughs> his, his low management is going to be uh, very strategic, like against the trash teams. Like I don't think he's just going to be sitting out games and sit out games. So uh, I have Kawhi coming in third. If if the Clippers end up like catapulted to the top of the West, uh, then I got my my boy Giannis coming in second. Uh, again, I think Giannis is his hunger is on another level. I think. Um, Things fell apart for him last year in a way that nobody could have predicted. He realizes that uh, you can't you can't plan for for injuries of your teammates. You got to put yourself in the best position early, and I, I think he's on a war path. So I got Giannis as my second. But one thing I think that's going to be a determinant factor in the final standings this season is continuity. A lot of teams made big changes. I don't think those teams are going to get on track, comfortable with each other, flowing until about December. And those teams that are coming back with the continuity are going to put themselves in a position to hold on to those top seeds. Whether or not the rest of the teams catch up to them eventually, as far as ability and talent, those teams with the continuity as records are going to be better. And one of those teams with the continuity is the Golden State Warriors. And the best player on the Golden State Warriors is Steph Curry. I don't think he's the best player in the league. I don't think. Don't say that too loud. I'm saying it loud as hell. I don't care how you feel about that man. I don't (laughs) care if you, it's not appalling to say that 34 year old Steph Curry is not the best player in the league. He's only going to get worse from here. Like he's not going to get better. Uh, and the guys that they have above him are younger guys who are at or near his level and going to get better. That's that's why he's not ranked number one, Warbs, in case you're listening. So, Steph, I do have MVP. I think the Warriors continuity gets their record to the top. I think they're going to start the season hot. And Steph, again, best player on the best team, gets the MVP award. Reese. Okay, so... I'm going to start from the top and go to the bottom because I think my third place dude like, is probably my real bold prediction, but I wanted to save it. Okay. So number one, it's probably the cop-out typical answer. I got Luca. It's number one. I, I think it's 
I think this year. I know the last few years people have been like, oh, Luca. I'm like, uh, I don't think we're going to be good enough. I think this year is his best possible year, especially coming off of that Western Conference Finals appearance. A lot of people, his doubters have gotten off his back a little bit. Uh, he's going into the season in shape, which is the one thing people have always said. Man, he goes into the season in shape, starts off great. He can be in the lead for that MVP. So I think this year is his best bet. Uh, number two is Joel Embiid. Uh, I think this might be the year I think Joel Embiid finally doesn't finish runner-up and actually gets the MVP. Keeps coming up behind Nikola Jokic. Uh, voters fatigue. This ain't the 80s. Nikola Jokic isn't winning three MVPs in a row. So uh, Embiid doesn't have to compete with that. And are we going – are we skipping the stand-ins in general? We'll come back to it, I think. Okay, then I won't say anything. Um, and my third – I got Zion Williamson. Like I said, I'm not high-high on the Pelicans, but I think they can finish outside of the play-in to where they have a solidified playoff spot. And I don't know if people forgot through all the fat jokes and the eating jokes and the out-of-weight jokes, but what Zion did before he got hurt and missed that last season was insane. (laughs) The dude could arguably lead the league in points this year. That's a real possibility. And on very, very efficient percentages. And we know how this new NBA loves efficiency. Efficiency is everything. So when you're talking about efficiency, you're talking about winning, you're talking about putting numbers up, and you talk about dominating. Zion can definitely be in that conversation. But that's a hot take. That's a dark horse. No, I think it's a possibility. I'm not but mad at it. Slim. Not mad at it. Um Let's see, eeny, meeny, miny. Matei, what are your, your top three MVP? I was just wondering, what are the odds on uh, Zion? Uh, uh, hey, I may have to draft team sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. <laughs> Got to check it out because it could be an interesting pick. Yeah. I think <laughs> it's going to come down to Luca or Joel. Joel, Joel, <laughs> that was a good clip as well, Luca. <laughs> and and uh, guys, I think he was actually saying jo- Joel, but saying rolling the V right. like Slovenians. That's do. that's how I, that's how I interpret it because he the, he kept, definitely like, he didn't think his name is uh, Joel. Joel. Like, like, yeah, yeah, the, uh, exactly. Yeah. But I think it's gonna come down to one of them, and I think. Embiid might actually get it just because mm. he was really close the past couple of seasons. And if Luca and Embiid are really close statistically and record-wise, their teams, I think it's going to Joel most definitely. Um, even if Luca is slightly better, it's sort of his term. Uh, his turn. Um, uh, um, he, he's sort of in the line to get it. He was close enough and might get some of that sentimental votes in that sense as well uh, if the record and the stats will be there and I think they'll be there the bigger question is whether the health will be there with him whether whether he'll play enough games but if he'll play enough games it's his to lose I would say if we're looking now uh, before the season even though uh, uh, the odds on favorite is Luca against slightly 
uh, I think the third year in a row. Yeah, third year in the row. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I think Embiid might get it uh, uh, in front of Luca, unless Luca is like clearly better by uh, I think a reasonable margin, and I don't think he will be. So I gotta give it to Embiid, Luca second. And I think Giannis will be uh, third. Although I wouldn't be surprised if somebody has a chance. You mentioned Jokic Riz. Uh, he's not going to get it for the third time in a row. But Giannis might get his third MVP. And yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up uh, as the MVP this season. I think it, we might actually have a pretty good uh, three-player race. And votes at the end of the season split not uh, by a third for each exactly, but pretty close, I, I'd say, in voting. I, I expect a much closer race than we had, like, last four years when it was pretty much clear the first two times Giannis and the last two times Jokic, at least in the last month of the season, I think. It was more or less clear who's going to get it. Okay. Uh, Ishan, who do you have? Yeah, so um, I... I agree with Mate. I think it's going to come down to Embiid and Luca. I think Embiid is going to get that sort of James Harden-like sympathy with, like, this guy has to get an MVP. Like, it has to be. So, I think, I think with this year, with Philly being all primed for, like, to be one of the best teams in the league, I think James Harden has agreed, like, understands that it's not his team. And I think, like, as he's aging, his playmaking is just... You can see it on display. Like, the playmaking is at an elite level. I think Embiid, everything is perfect, perfect for him this year to make a run at the award. I still think for Luca, it's it's going to be... Like, you can't tell me what the season he had last year wasn't an MVP-level season with the numbers and with how the Mavs generally way overperformed what people thought we would. Like, I was completely... If you told me Luca was MVP last year, I would not bat an eye. But I think it's going to be a similar thing this year. I think these narratives are... Like, MVP is a narrative award. We all know that. Which is why, for my third, like, I actually... My bold, like, like what Reese did, my, the person I think will come third is more of the bolder pick. I don't have you... Uh, I don't have Jokic or Giannis coming third. I have Jason Tatum coming third because I think if the Boston Celtics can even be remotely a 50 to 55 win team, I think that onus is going to fall heavily on Tatum. They're going to start the season without their starting center. I think the the, the narrative for, and um, I do think after a point there is that thing of you always do have to put an American player into that race. Like, it can't just be Embiid, Luka, Jokic, Giannis. Like, I know that's the most obvious, but I think an American player always is in the race. We saw towards the end of last season how they suddenly put Devin Booker up there. Like, Devin Booker was first-team All-NBA over Steph last year because there was that push right at the end of the season to, like, get an American player in the mix. I think Tatum is going to be that player this year. I think top three, very reasonable. Two-way forward, basically a complete skill set. Can't really ask for more if the Boston Celtics are doing well. Tatum is going to Tatum is going to get the credit, especially with the drama of the offseason. I think that just heightens stuff. 
Okay. Similarly, with Luca losing Brunson is going to heighten his odds. Similarly, I think if Tatum performs, he's going to be up there as well. I think that's a that's a fair one. Uh, I'm not mad at that at all. I'm not mad at anybody's picks. Honestly, I thought about Tatum. I thought about Tatum as well. Everybody had pretty logical arguments for for why their guy would be on the list. I'm going to do something interesting here, different here. Reese, what award do you want to do next? Hmm. Let's see. Which one do I think is most interesting? Most improved. Most improved. All right. Start us off. Most improved player. Um, my lead guy for most improved player. Uh, there's a guy on here I think all of us will have, or most of us. But my lead guy is Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, I think it's fit for him. Uh, so he's in Indiana. It's not much going on in Indiana. A lot of guys in Indiana tend to win the most improved player award. Victor Oladipo, Paul George, Jalen Rose. It's like if you want to win MIP, go to Indiana. So he has that going for him. Uh, He showed flashes of being able to be a lead guard, best player on that Pacers team last year when he was traded there, second half of the season. So uh, I do have Tyrese Halliburton there. Plus, he's, in, he's a lottery pick, but he's not like a John Morant, Anthony Edwards kind of guy where it's like he was drafted so high. It's like, oh, we expect this out of this dude. So second, I have Jalen Brunson. Um, we've seen this a lot. Uh, guys, a uh, start or a role player on a team where some would say he's quote unquote being held back and he goes somewhere else, falls out. And now he's considered most improved player. Is that improved or is that more opportunity? That's up to the voters. But based off history, I think Jalen Brunson can fall under the category for most improved player. And my third guy is Keldon Johnson for the San Antonio Spurs. The Spurs are going to be bad this year. Then again, they have Greg Popovich. He might still have them competing for a play-in spot. But they don't. with DeJounte Murray gone, they don't really have anyone there to score the ball aside from a Kelvin Johnson thing is this is his time to step up. Um, so I think this definitely most improved, never really, you, you could be on a losing team yeah. and win most improved player. Uh, so even though this team is going to suck, um, Kelvin Johnson's performance, I think is going to stand out and it's going to get some eyes for most improved player. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Mate, what, what do you have for most improved? I was actually uh, uh, checking out the stats of the other Tyrese because Tyrese Halliburton is the obvious choice. But Tyrese Maxey, I, I was just, I know he had good numbers last season, but I just wanted to see because usually that's the way the, the award, this, uh, this award goes to the guy who makes the biggest statistical jump, at least usually. So the debate, whether it's an opportunity or just a chance, they just look at the stats and who makes the biggest jump. jump. And Max, he had great, he really had tremendous numbers. Uh, don't know if he can, I mean, shot 49% from the field, 43% from three. Uh, four assists, four rebounds, almost 18 points. Like, he probably had to average something like 24, six on... Great efficiency, six five on great efficiency to to qualify for the award. Caleb Burton is the most obvious choice. Although when we were to, we mentioned this guy already, R.J. Barrett 
could be another candidate yeah. for uh, for this award. And Anthony Edwards, who we also mentioned, I looked at both of their numbers. They're sort of in the same group as uh, Maxi. I think they had good seasons, very good seasons already last, but they'll have more opportunity and they're primed for uh, for a proper jump in uh, in that sense. And I think one of those might be uh, in the running for the award. I think Atwood's falls in that John Morant category where people are like, yeah. oh, we don't want this guy to win because, you know. But he did he was win. Yeah, he's already sort of a star. And but, yeah. yeah. His name is well, Luca yeah. two seasons ago. I, I, I do not agree with players like Ja winning most improved, especially because Ja won Rookie of the Year. Second season took his team to the playoffs and then won most improved because he jumped to MVP. I mean, I think that's just the trajectory of yeah. a second overall pick. That's what he should have done anyway. Because I remember this was a big conversation with Luca in his sophomore year because he won Rookie of the Year and then was top four in MVP as a sophomore. And people were like, should he get MIP? And I remember the players that people that, that, that were in the race. Of course, Ingram won it. And the other was Devontae Graham. Luca uh, managed who was to in Charlotte that year. Yeah, I, Luca had said he wanted Devontae to win it. Yeah. So, uh, so I mean, I think with MIP, it's I don't want an Anthony Edwards to win it, though I think he is going to be a contender for it for sure. Um, like uh, I do have Tyrese and Keldon. I think I, with Keldon, it's just I. It, does it get to a point like with the opportunity thing? Do people because of how intense this first tank is? Does it just get to a point where it's well, who the hell will score? Like, there's nobody else there. So, I that's the only thing I have a question with him. I think another player that we could be looking at is in Detroit. Uh, from just the trend of how these awards are given, I think if Sadiq Bey could take another jump. I was afraid like, you were going to say Kate Cunningham. I'm going to be honest. Uh, <laughs> uh, because Sadiq Bey, right at the end of the season, he went off like when it was purely garbage time no winning on the line they were like yo fill the stats stat sheet Sadiq Bey was having 50 point games I think like it's it's it gets repetitive to always have the same names sometimes it's a player that was always there and he just suddenly has that jump like think of what Siakam did think of what uh, Ingram did he was uh, that was his first year with the Pelicans though, I think so I think yeah I think Sadiq Bey is like what is he year 3 year 4 I think that's fair. He's young enough. Yeah, and he's young enough. He wasn't a highly touted pick. And he's been in Detroit. Like, it's he's not been in the... He's not been... Everyone's not aware of what Sadiq Bey can do. So, if you suddenly have him jump up big in stats, playing with like a Cade and Jaden Ivy backcourt, I think there is something there to have like a case for him over the season. So, yeah, that was he was my third guy. I have feelings about Sadiq Bey, but I'm not gonna. I'm gonna let it go for right now. <laughs> um, okay, so I'll, I'll give mine. Uh, like Reese said, and actually, I'm I'm surprised Matei and Ishan didn't go there. Uh, I think Brunson is a very clear. I would say he's my front runner. Um, again, leaving Dallas, big opportunity in New York. If he does the twenty and six or twenty and eight, twenty in somewhere in that range. 
with that market behind him, and if the Knicks are playing playoff team, they're going to want to give them something, and that's probably the best opportunity to do it. Um, so I got Brunson there. Then my second guy is Ayo Dunsumu. Ooh. Just named that's great. Yeah, just started named the starter for the Chicago Bulls. So again, we got another guy with a, a bigger opportunity. Um, I like the way he plays uh, as a, a defender and uh, a slat, the length that he has uh, to to impact the game. I'm 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 excited to see what he does this year, Chicago. And my third is a little bit of peer pressure from uh, <laughs> just the name keeps coming up. And I I went and checked the depth charts out there. And apparently I thought he was coming off the bench, but apparently he's going to be starting in Toronto. OG and Anubi is my other guy. So if OG, he's playing, he's got a lot to play for. He's got a lot of reasons to go crazy this year. Uh, People are trying to push him out in in Toronto. Um, Toronto seems to be trying to make it work, but, you know, maybe he doesn't see himself as a long-term fit there. And once out. So uh, I think OG, if he has a big, big year, especially on the efficiency side, especially if Toronto's a good team, I could definitely see him getting in that conversation for the most improved. Cody Barnes, too. What were his numbers last season? I wonder. He could be a. I, think dark... like six. I don't think they'll give him most improved after winning Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I think with Luca, it became a little like. Like, same, same. Maybe Anthony Simmons is dark horse. But I think he he kind of stat stuff had like, a good season as well. Yeah, I yeah. think last year would have been his year. Yeah, he's yeah. yeah. jump like that back. would be yeah. too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Ishan. I know we're getting close to time for you. Yeah. Uh, do you want to do one more award, or do you? Can you think yeah, you- I'll do both. I'll do both the remaining awards. I'll finish the awards for sure. There's three left. Coach of the year as well. All three awards. Oh, damn. I didn't even do. All right. Mate, Wait, what, so what do you want to do next? Mate, what do you want to do next? Rookie uh, uh, Should we go coach of the year? Because you just mentioned. Your choice. Yeah, I didn't include coach, so I messed myself up. Oh, you didn't even include. Yeah, because that seems like it's an interesting category for for me, I mean, because I was really thinking about that. Uh, I actually thought Tyrone Lou already got it, and he might be a great candidate for he next. Didn't get it, did he? No, nah, he 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 hasn't gotten it yet. So uh, that's why he's sort of primed for that. Sort of dark horse candidate, Missoula might be if if yeah. uh, Celtics have a good season, and he's definitely going to be credited for overcoming all the issues they had now uh, with Ime Udoka and the whole deal with that. If they manage to overcome that, Missoula might be a good candidate. But Kid might be as well, like a sort of a good candidate if Mavs are top two, top three team. They got to be a top three team in the West uh, for Kid to be considered. But with the hype, he already had last season, if especially because Mavs uh, aren't uh, very well regarded among odds makers as far as their uh, predictions, season predictions go. If he Mavs managed to, uh, let's say, 48, 47 wins, 
if they're somewhere in that range, top three team in the West, I think he would be a good candidate as well. But the main guy for me is Tyrone Lou. He hasn't gotten it yet and deserved it already a couple of times, I think, with the work he did. I like it. I just threw together a list. And fortunately, I got through my list before you started saying names um, based on what I think my final standings are going to be. And I'll wait till it gets to me. But Ishan, what do you have? uh, I have Tyloo, Jamie Bickerstaff, and Kid. Kid, again, like with what Matei said, I think what's going to play in with Kid is that I definitely do see the Mavs being better than what the rest of the media does. And that means they're going to be surprised, not us. So if if Kid can surprise people for a second year in a row, it gets to a point where, like, I was surprised he wasn't even mentioned in the coach of the year race last year with what he achieved. So I think this year we're coming in with a little more recognition and a lot more doubt because people, now it's not the upstart young team with that superstar. We made a legit run. People are going to be expecting stuff, but... We've seen from the projections they don't. So if Kit can play back at the level we did last year, we were, we were 52 wins last year. If you are, again, 50-plus, I think he gets a serious consideration, especially with how tough the West is, especially the top half of the West. 50 wins is not going to be easy in this conference. Yeah, I think, and I'm, I'm loving these lists because based on how I have my standing shaken out, I could definitely have very similar guys so mine i do have tyloo as my top candidate as well uh you remember i had Kawhi as my uh, mvp dark horse i do think the clippers are gonna have a great season and like you said i think lose a guy that most people appreciate as a, a great coach these days so um definitely have lou on my at the top of my list my second guy i had finch in minnesota um same argument you would say with jb bickerstaff um a team that takes another step potentially uh, is in that middle of the pack in the West. Uh, I think Finch could get some recognition. And then my third was Jason Kidd. Uh, same reasons as everybody else as well. We're expected to be a mid playing team. And if we're above that, I think Kidd has a good argument between what he accomplished last year and then coming in this year and exceeding expectations. I, I, I think Kidd, Kidd definitely has to be in that discussion. Uh, I won't, I won't roll I won't go too in-depth because um, my list is obviously names that's all been set. But in order, uh, I have Chris Finch, number one, Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, Number two, I have J.D. Bickerstaff, Cleveland Cavaliers. And number three, I have Jason Kidd. Uh, I didn't put Ty Lue mainly because I know he hasn't got it yet, but I think the Cavaliers and Timberwolves, excuse me, as far as improving, we've seen that coaches get that award a lot for their teams improving, even if they do add players. Um, With the Clippers, I think that thing was injuries. Everyone knows how good they are, how talented they are, Uh, even though I do think Ty Lue deserves an award. And Jason Kidd, I think it's all narrative-based as far as the Mavericks improving, building off of last year, uh, not having, quote-unquote, the amount of talent as the top teams in the West, but still finishing there, so... I think that's the only thing that'll get him in there. Yeah, I think I went Finch over Bickerstaff because I think uh, the Wolves will be higher in the standings than the the Cavs, but we'll get to that later. Um, all right, Ishan, we're we're close to wrapping up, sending you to bed. Uh, so, what what award do you want to do next? 
let's do Rukia de Okay, let's get it. This should be a fun yeah. one. Yeah, so I think the top two for everyone's going to be about the same. Like, I think, I so. think it's. Oof. I think, uh, in my opinion, I think it's a clear one two this year. My one, my Rukia de winner is going to be Keegan Murray. Uh, and number two is, of course, Paolo Banquero. But I have Murray over Banquero for two reasons. I think Murray is going to contribute to a winning team. Mm. And, and because he's going to have a contribution there as compared to a magic team in a year where it's going to be a historic tankathon. And we know, like, we can talk about teams that might tank, might not tank. We know the Kings don't want to tank. I think Keegan is going to have a Scotty Buns rookie season type year. And Scotty was boosted by doing it for a team that ultimately was a six seed. I think the Kings are six seed. I think I I won't be here for that part, but I do have them in my play-in. So I think Keegan Murray is going to surprise a lot of people. Bankero second, Jaden Ivy third. Okay. Uh, send me your, your standings. I'll still read them on if you want. Yes. All right. Um... I guess it's me next. Shit. Because um, <laughs> I'm still keeping the same order. So for me, uh, surprisingly, I actually do have the same three, but a different order. Um, so I do have Paolo winning. Um, I just think he's going to put up insane numbers. I think the Magic are going to win more games than they're supposed to <laughs> uh, also. So I think that also factors in. Like you said, I did have Keegan Murray second. Um, again, same reasons. I think he's going to play well. I think he's in a great spot as far as fit to play well. He's not going to have to try to figure out how to fit in with those guys. And he's going to have ample opportunities to contribute. And then Ivy, I had his third. Again, I think he's going to get the stat pad in Detroit while they tank for, for Wemby. So, uh, Reese, what you got? I have Paolo first. Like I said, I think he's the most NBA ready. Uh, I have Keegan Murray second, and I have Jaden Ivy third. Wow. <laughs> okay, maybe Ishan was right. <laughs> uh, yeah. What do you have, uh, Mate? We got the same three, just different <laughs> order. I figured Paolo, that would be the case. Yeah, Paolo Bunchero uh, is first for me. I'm going with Jaden Ivy second and Keegan Murray third. Uh, Keegan Murray uh, is going to play for uh, the Kings, and their record with young players is not the best. <laughs> so uh, I'm going with Jaden Ivey over Keegan Murray, but it's a 50-50 debate in my opinion. Uh, any one of those guys can, I mean, can have a good season, great season, great rookie season, uh, and I think they both will. Uh, I just put Jaden Ivey a uh, Above Keegan Murray, it more is expected of Kings next season, and if Jaden Ivey just plays well as well as Keegan Murray, uh, I think he's gonna finish over. But I think Paolo is gonna be uh, the clear rookie of the year uh, at the end of the season. Okay. Looking forward to watching him play for Italy as well. Oh yes, that should be that should definitely be fun. Ishad, it looks like you're slinking out of the videos that was happening right now. No, I kicked my. Uh, I ended up kicking my tripod. So okay, okay. A, um, so if you're sticking around, I can move to the defensive player of the year. Yeah, I'll bounce after defensive though. Six man. I'll just quickly say my six man picks right now. Is that okay? 
Let's do it. It's Christian Wood, Jordan Poole, Malcolm Brogdon. Same players, different order, but we'll get to that. I literally <laughs> have the same players. <laughs> Let's just do it. We got the same Yeah, I have Norman Powell. See, I so I had Poole and Wood as my top two, and then I was struggling between Powell, Levert, and Brogdon, and I did end up going with Brogdon as the 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 third. I think Levert is. Oh no, wait, Levert's not. No, I think Levert is starting, isn't he? Is he? I, I think Okoro is starting. Yeah, I had him as the, I, think, I had him as the sixth man. They have maybe him. maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, they have him coming in to get buckets off the bench. Got you, got you, got you. Um, Hero starting because he was coming off the bench last season. He's gonna start this season. Yeah. Who you have, Reese? I have Pool Wood then Brog. All right, uh, Matei. I got the same Reese got <laughs> the exact same. <laughs> Ishan, did you say it's a pool party? Did you say wood I, first? I said I think I said wood, wood, wood first. You said wood first. Yeah, but I have wood first. first. Yeah, so the same order. <laughs> same order. It's a pool party. The six man was surprisingly boring. I'm actually a little bit surprised. Um, I'm surprised as well, honestly. All right, let's yeah. knock this defensive player of the year out then. Um, I feel yeah. like this might be the same too. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I think mine are different. I think I definitely have three different picks. Okay, here we go. So my, my top for the defensive player of the year, uh, because I don't have this person winning MVP, I, I don't oh, think I'm surprised because it's not Steph. <laughs> we knew Steph wouldn't win it on defensive player. Uh, it's Giannis, actually. Uh, I do uh, have the Bucks finishing high. I do have Giannis getting the defensive player of the year as a consolation for him not getting the MVP as far as the voters go. Um, my second, I do have the Wolves apparently finishing high. So I do have Gobert second. I think that there is going to be a little bit of voter fatigue there. They're They're going to want to uh, avoid Gobert if they can. I'm waiting to hear who this third guy is. And then my third, I think I struggled with the third for a little bit, but I settled on Bam out of the Bayou as my third guy. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the Heat are going to play well. And I he had a good little narrative near the end of last season. It fell off. But uh, I think that the the voters will try if they can to get him to that top three. What, what, what's what's going on, Reese? Can I go next? Go ahead. <laughs> Number one, I have Bam Adebayo. Number two, I have Rudy Gobert. Number three, I have Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> so we had the same people, just a different order. I mean, uh, this is a different order. Jesus. <laughs> I think that narrative with Bam is going to carry over into um, this season. Uh, I think he's going to step up big defensively for them this year, especially with the absence of P.J. Tucker and really no one in that slot to to replace P.J. Tucker. Wouldn't be surprised if he starts that power forward in, in some way. Hmm. And uh, we see more minutes from Omer Yurtsevin. Not saying he's going to start, but we see more minutes from him. Uh, Giannis, I think... I don't think he's going to get the MVP. I think they're still trying to push away from that and give it to someone new possibly, but defensive player of the year, uh, you could have argued he could have been in the top three for it last year. Uh, Rudy Gobert is always going to be in the conversation. I don't even need to need to go into that. Like, it's a generational defensive talent. So, 
Yeah, I think the yeah. were what seventeenth or so defensively as far as defensive rating last year. Uh, so if they're top ten, he's a top five defense on his own. Yeah, he's a top fifty. Like, yeah, yeah. The, the 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 stat I always love to bring up is like when he was injured last year, the Jazz defense was ranked historically the worst defense in NBA history since the seventies. Like that's how bad bad they were when Gobert was out. So I think it speaks for itself. They were a top ten defense last year as a team when he was playing, or at despite the fact that they had so many games where he didn't. They still ended up a top ten defense just based. And on- I think they were number one defense a year before when they were right. like they had the best record in the league. Yeah, uh, Matei, who do you got? Uh, interesting. None of you guys mentioned uh, Bridges, who came second last year uh, in the voting. Uh, and no love at all for the Suns. I see. I mean, <laughs> about the awards. I mean, I guess we all buried them already, along with Luca. Uh, during the, that um, se- um, semi-final series, but he is a tremendous defender, and I actually had him above Smart last year. Mm. I think, I mean, I think Suns' defensive rating might be good enough. I, I, I'm not talking about their record; it won't be as good <laughs> last season, but I think they'll have a good enough defensive rating, and a lot of that will be when we'll. When we'll be looking at the on-off numbers, stuff like that, I think Bridges will have the numbers to be up there in the top three. Will he be able to compete with guys you already mentioned? Yanis, Bam, didn't mention Draymond Green. I think Draymond Green will end up being a top three. Uh, 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 I mean, third, basically. Uh, I, I would put Bridges second. That's how much I like his defense. And I think just because of the reason you guys already mentioned, he's not going to get, probably not going to get the MVP. He'd have to have an amazing season uh, to win it. But he should get the defensive player of the year, Giannis. Okay. I, I like yeah. it. Yeah. So, my defense, so I had this one thing I didn't want to do, which is you put Giannis in my award list. But so I'm just going to say it like it's it's a given Giannis is a top, is going to be top three in these kind of awards. I don't have him on my list, but shout out to Giannis, shout out to Draymond, and shout out to Joel Embiid because I, I, he said that he wants to lock in on that front. So I think he's going to have like a statement season defensively. He has to on Philly, he has to. But my top three, I had Bam winning it because I had Bam winning it last year as well. And I was personally upset that Bam didn't win. Like, I see the, I saw the narrative with Bridges. I saw the narrative with Smart. But I thought what Bam does for the Heat defensively, it blows my mind. He can guard anybody, anyone, at any time. He can, he can uh, cut pass. He can block off passing lanes. He can stop you at the rim. He's generally a perfect defender. And he has a great like size for it. Not too big, not too small, fast enough, not too fast. He's just a perfect defender. Uh, my second, I have Gobert third. My second is someone none of you guys have mentioned. And this is a risk, but I have Ben Simmons. Mm. Because the last time we saw Ben Simmons have a full regular season, he I think he did finish second behind Gobert yeah. that year in defense. And I think now it's the Nets. 
it's the pressure so much higher and he's literally their only above average defender like i generally think the amount of defensive pressure that simmons himself will have in terms of carrying that team defensively is going to be more than any other team maybe besides bam but even bam has some dogs on the perimeter ben simmons is i think a defensively is the complete package and i think if the nets are uh, live up to like the expectations are always going to be high i think if kd and kyrie are not getting love in any award i think this is where you give the nets recognition simmons it's a great story great narrative so yeah that's ben simmons for me is in the dpo priorities i like it i like it um Ishan, are we saying yeah. goodbye to you? Good night. Yes. Yeah, it's eleven forty-five. <laughs> so, yeah. Forgot about that half hour. That half hour threw me off. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. Re- I'm sorry, man. Like, I oh, wish no. I could uh, see this hour. Yeah. This, this yeah, is a marathon. Like. <laughs> yeah. This. This definitely. Was, we've been on here for about two and a half hours. Those season yeah. awards podcasts are usually the longest ones. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's so much to talk about. That's why I didn't bring on the third person. Like we'd be here for all day. You yeah. <laughs> extended it, added an extra hour to it. Yeah, but are you going to be able to send me your standings or? Yeah, I'll send you my standings. Okay, send I'll, me I'll DM it to you. Then send me the standings, and I'll I'll add them to the conversation. But we appreciate you coming. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I, I'm so happy I got to speak to you guys for the first time. Not no Twitter space, nothing. Like I can see you guys. Mate, I I love your Twitter is one of my favorite Twitter. I just Same here, Ishan. Twitter, I wish Twitter just always translated. It will translate it sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I have to put it in the translator myself, but it's always worth it. Thank it's you so much. Really my, it's quite accurate. I mean, I usually check. I, I often check what the translation says, <laughs> and sometimes like it does miss the main point, but more or less it's pretty accurate. And Ishan, we got to connect for a pod as well. Uh, uh, of course, episode, of so we'll, we'll definitely talk. Thanks for having me, guys. See you. Take care. Well, Peace, sleep, John. Sleep, sleep well. <laughs> yes, uh, thank night. you. Uh-huh.